are I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So get your international grab bag from Al's Pancake World. And join us for a deep dive into Stars Hollow's favorite girls. Hi, everyone. Today is part two of Why Does Everyone Hate Rory? So if you missed part one of the discussion, go back and listen to that first. We already chatted about some of the main reasons why people seem to bash Rory. And that was sleeping with Dean, that she's spoiled and privileged and unaware of it, and that people worship her. So dig into that episode, go back and listen to that one, and then come back to us. We're going to keep going today. There's also a lot of hate for the way that she treats her friends. True. So that's another thing that we're going to look at in the future, you know, and include Lane and Paris and that. But we felt like that was such a big topic that we Mm -hmm. decided to tease that out and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot to say about that today. Yeah. So continuation. Right. Okay. So we're going to have two big pieces of this conversation. (laughs) The first is a major complaint I hear a lot that Rory does not face consequences for her actions. It's huge. Yeah. Everyone's talking about this. (laughs) People are not happy. So this is, I started thinking about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a difference to me between consequences and punishments. Ooh, yeah. And when I, especially in the parenting world, we're both parents. We've kind of been down this path. Um, There's a lot of gentle parenting discussions in the last decade, especially Mm -hmm. about the difference between consequences and and punishments. And I see that here big time. Okay. Y'all out there don't want her to have consequences. You want her to be punished. Oh, this is so good. Okay. I love this. So when you talk about things like, not you, but the the grand you. Yeah. Everyone else. The fans. Talking about her needing some kind of discipline for staying out late with um, Dean that time at the dance or going to Richard and Emily's house when she was mad at Lorelai and that Mm. she wasn't punished. Mm. For that, they say they want consequences, but it's oh, really punishment. Too. Yeah, people think that L- Lorelai is not handing out enough quote consequences, meaning like taking things away from her. Oh. Someone even suggested that Lorelai take away her books. Oh my gosh, for doing I those things. <laughs> okay, take just like go in books and systematically take away every one of those books. Yeah, that sounds fun. Right. First of all, that that would be a major lift, (laughs) kind of heavy. But really, the child loves to read and you're going to take away books to punish her for things that they've discussed otherwise, like the whole staying out late thing. That's definitely like kind of an old school parenting. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like I I did some of those things like way back in the day and yeah. and you know they don't really work for everyone they're right. not, and they don't always get the results you want right so yeah I think it's worth looking at like why are we talking about that absolutely and it even made me go this is going to sound like sort of a, a high school essay but I actually <laughs> went to the dictionary so I was like oh, let love it. what is a consequence let's oh, all get clear about that background first. information yeah so a consequence according to Let's see. Which one is this? No Webster. Know. We should have done Miriam Webster. Webster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, a consequence <laughs> is a result or effect of an action or condition. Okay, wait, say it again. A result uh-huh. or effect of an action or condition. Okay. 
So let's think about it as results of her actions, okay? Or effects of her actions Mm -hmm. as we continue this conversation. Okay. Were there any? And and I'm going to argue that, yes, there were many effects of her actions. Maybe not the way people wanted to see it. And maybe they could have been a little better. Maybe they could have done a little more. Here's a second definition from Merriam-Webster. Something produced by a cause or necessarily following from a set of conditions. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's the same kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah, we have to bring that to like real real life. Yeah. But also like keep in mind that this is a TV show. I think we always have to remember that. Exactly. But it's a TV show and I don't think, and it is a sort of a fantasy TV show. Mm-hmm. Like we don't see them go to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think in a way we're not seeing them do the complete real aspects of life. True. And I don't think that we necessarily want to see that when we're watching Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. There might be shows out there where that's what people are looking for. Fine. Mm-hmm. When we're watching Gilmore Girls, we're living in like a little bit of a fantasy bubble. So Very I think true. you have to keep that in mind. So we're, when we're analyzing how everyone is acting, how Lorelai's par- parenting, all mm-hmm. of these things, it's like, okay, but we still wanted some of that fantasy life when we're watching this. We do. We do. And when it comes down to it, Lorelai very intentionally parented different from her parents, who undoubtedly doled out the punishments. Punishments. <laughs> When she was little and and a teenager, because how else did they know how to act? I'm sure that was discipline was one of the only tools in their toolbox was grounding her, grounding her or taking things away. It's like parenting 101. Exactly. Yes. And then what did she do? She just like climbed out the window. (laughs) So she was like, yeah, this isn't really going to get the results that I need. So I'm not going to take away books. Right. She decided I'm going to have an intentional relationship Mm -hmm. with my daughter where we actually talk about things Mm -hmm. and she understands why things were wrong. Right. And where Lorelai gets to know her daughter, like understand her intentions. So true, Jackie. So So true. Okay. So the (laughs) first one that people complain about a lot Mm -hmm. is that there were no consequences of stealing the yacht (laughs) and dropping out of Yale. Okay. (laughs) Now... Stealing the yacht, let's just go back. So she did receive a punishment, you would say, for from her. the court. They, um, if folks don't remember, Emily and Richard had hired a lawyer and he was all, oh, we're going to take care of this. Yeah. No big deal. She's a good kid. We're just going to smooth it over. No problem. You know, kind of slimy. Totally. You feel like, ew, yep. this is very white privilege Right. Kind of exactly. Ick. Like, we don't even have to talk about the details because right. this doesn't even matter. Right. Like, you're going to be fine. Right. Although the problem is, I feel like this was really bad lawyer. The lawyer in me is like, oh, dude, you didn't even explain to them that Rory was going to have this on her record. They yeah. didn't understand that accepting a deal with the DA with the yeah. district attorney means, means that you're going to have a conviction. It's going to say you pled guilty to this misdemeanor or felony, whatever it was. Yes. And Rory didn't seem to grasp that. Right. And for me, this is like an issue of Emily and Richard not doing their part as the adults. Totally. I mean, how old was Rory at this point? She, I guess she was like a young adult. Yeah. She's, but I think, She's 20. She's 20. So a young adult. But yeah. honestly, I felt like if Emily and Richard had taken this seriously, mm-hmm. 
and had mm-hmm. a actual serious meeting mm-hmm. with a lawyer, not one where they're talking about right. duck hunting. Exactly. That then we would have gotten the information that everyone needed <laughs> to the point where they show up at the court and the lawyer doesn't know that her name is Lorelai. Right. And what? Emily's like, this is going to go in her record? What? <laughs> yeah. How did we get to oh, this? people, you... But Emily was fussing over her outfit the whole time. Like, you people are very unprepared for this. But anyway, they sentence her. The judge calls BS on this whole arrangement Mm. and says, no, we're not doing 10 hours or 15 hours, whatever the original agreement was. We're going to do 300 hours of community service. And so we see how that plays out for Rory over the summer. She even kind of complains out loud to the judge and says, (laughs) But I have to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> the judge has no sympathy. But even like I was thinking about what if Rory hadn't dropped out of Yale? Yeah. She would have still had to go to court and get right. the community service. Exactly. She would have been balancing the community service with maybe a, a summer internship yep. and um, going back to classes right. in the fall. And so she would have had to manage it. That's right. Maybe she would have had to um, go part-time as a student. I mean, she would have had to make some serious choices mm-hmm. there and figure out her life. So, yeah, I, I, that is a real-life adult consequence. It is. And I do think the writers could have taken it one step further in A Year in the Life. Because I was wondering, you know... She has this, she gets this conviction on her record, and then we never hear about it again. Yeah, so true. So if Rory had been applying to grad school, which she kind of momentarily um, contemplates, or even I was thinking when she got the job to go on the campaign trail with Senator Barack Obama, (laughs) who knows, they might have done a record check, and they might have found this on her record. Uh And so we don't hear anything about that. Um, it would have been really cool if they had come back to this in the revival and discussed, did it keep Rory from anything? Yep. Did she go back to court and get it expunged? Yes. You know, like what was the result of that? That Long that term. would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been Definitely. interesting to see like what happened there. Yeah, especially because convictions don't just disappear from your record right. most of the time. That's part of that Depending fantasy. on what state you're in, but... Yeah, it would have been. And I know it might be. It's like, okay, this isn't law and order or the practice. No one cares. But if you're looking for consequences, maybe you would have liked Mm -hmm. to see more of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And they did have kind of, I felt like this intentional contrast between Rory's life that summer when she's staying with the Gilmores. They show her in her trash collection outfit. But she has to go out on the patio and ask Emily, hey, Emily's with all the DAR ladies. Yes. She's like, hey, you're supposed to take me to community service right now. (laughs) And they are trying to show that contrast of how this community service that Rory has going on in her life Mm -hmm. like, isn't really meshing with this world of luxury that Mm -hmm. she's kind of temporarily in. That's such a good point. And because I was always very confused by how Emily could possibly forget that she was driving her in that moment. Like that just doesn't add up for me mm-hmm. for someone like Emily mm-hmm. who's so scheduled and mm-hmm. always knows what's going on. It's like this way of Emily just being like, this does not exist. Like right. this did not happen. You are not actually picking up trash. Like I am totally not seeing this. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing your outfit. Mm-hmm. This is not happening. We're ignoring it. And that really does mm-hmm. a disservice yeah. to Rory. Kind of keep her trying to take responsibility. Worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I love... I think the visual, like you said, of yeah. her 
in her trash collection outfit. And yeah. then I think they show her later with her hair up and she's being inducted into the yes. DAR. Yes. It's like a beautiful, visually beautiful moment in, in the was. series. It's so poignant when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like gets your heart. And I do think that's a real consequence Mm -hmm. like she's going Mm -hmm. down this path now that she really didn't ever intend to go down and for me when I see her standing there being inducted into the DAR I feel like she's thinking how did I get here right that's just my own take on it other people might feel differently but I agree with you it was kind of this resignation into this world that I don't necessarily want to be in I don't think she wanted to be in either world the community service job (laughs) or the the Gilmore no. world. But you know what? We see her actually dive into both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though she doesn't want to be in either one. That's true. She like fully immerses herself in both at the same time. It's true. They show her having a difficult time with another worker the first day. At first, yeah. At the trash collection. And then by the second time, she's like in charge, of right. course. And then she's like friends with them. Yeah. She's going, you know, she, they ask her out, you mm-hmm. know, to hang out. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Rory way of mm-hmm. always kind of managing what she's doing and right. becoming right. accepted. Yeah, Maybe that was, bothers people. She was I able to adapt. I, right. I think it's commendable. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if viewers feel like that's sort of annoying. Like, oh, Rory's just like probably finding like, it easy again. Yeah. But in a way, it sort of shows like her adaptability, I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And then, of course, there's dropping out of Yale and losing Lorelai, which is all intertwined with stealing the yacht and the community service but it's kind of separate just in the sense that you know did she I think she did I'm gonna argue that she did suffer consequences of dropping out of Yale and losing Lorelai because you know yeah she had this sort of luxurious world living with Emily and Richard where her sheets are ironed and Mm -hmm. she practically has mints on her pillow but she didn't have Lorelai's emotional support and that's what she really needed at this moment in time. Yeah. She was kind of lost and figuring it out on her own. And she didn't have her best friend and mother there mm-hmm. with her. Yes. And that was a choice she made. I mean, she did choose the grandparents yeah. over her mother. It was a very conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And she knew that she was going to lose her mother in that moment when mm-hmm. she went to Richard crying and saying I need you I need to talk to you I I mean I do believe she knew it was going to happen from there yeah and that moment where they look at each other when Rory's moving into the pool house and Lorelai is staring at her from outside like heartbreaking I know right it's like Rory knows what is happening she does they just stare at each other there's so much unsaid (laughs) right but they know exactly what they're speaking to each other silently yes it's like Rory saying Mom, I'm going to do this on my own. Yes. And Lorelai's like, hey, I don't think this is good for you, but go I'm ahead. going. And see ya. Yeah, like, good luck. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It's so intense. It is heartbreaking. But, you know, people, yeah, I mean, I think young adults have to make certain decisions at points, especially mm-hmm. in that age range. Yeah. And maybe they have to separate from parents for a while and make these decisions. And that's what she did. And I think I've seen a lot of... um criticism for her making that choice like how could she do that to her mother you know Mm -hmm. her mother was her best friend all this stuff but like again developmentally yeah it sort of makes sense Mm -hmm. that she's Mm -hmm. separating from her mother at this point yeah it does it does and if we're talking about consequences versus punishments 
Lorelai could have, I guess, I don't know, punished her in some way for dropping out of Yale. But like, how do you punish a 20 year old? A 20 year old. Exactly. She can't really withhold the money because she's not paying for Yale. And right. like, what else does she have? She has her home. Right. She does withhold that and says, you can't live here. Exactly. You, can't, you know, hang around Stars Hollow. But if we're talking natural consequences, again, of the action, one of them is that she barely had any friends during that summer. She has Lane, but Lane, I think, is on the road with her band. Yeah. Um, she barely has Paris. She kind of tells her what's going on, but not really. She doesn't no. get into it deep. Well, it's scary telling Paris things. Of course. <laughs> of course. She can only mean. get so deep with Paris. <laughs> right. And Logan, yes, she has Logan, but he's kind of, he's like, he's letting it play, play out. out. Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of questioning her a little. Yep. He's kind of, he's a little split. Yep. But. Would she have had that panic attack at the USO function she hosted in the back room if she had really been able to kind of process this stuff with Lorelai right. or with a friend? Okay, right. You know, like she ends up kind of confessing a lot of it to Paris in the moment because Paris is there and she doesn't really have anyone to talk to. But getting so freaked out about seeing Shira and Mitchum. Yep. Like if she had had time to talk about that with Lorelai, talk about the whole internship and why it went awry, yep. she might've been better prepared for that moment. So we see yep. how the loss of that friendship and the mother daughter bond did have a consequence for Rory. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. It's so true. Like she's managing these very big events that happened very real consequences like we're talking about and then the emotions that come with it and we know like Rory generally keeps things in and tries Mm -hmm. to process stuff internally but this is probably some of the biggest stuff that she's faced in a while yeah and her life has been turned upside down and her support system is gone and like if she had a little bit more stability with her best friend slash mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she might have felt a little more prepared and like herself. Mm, totally. Like, I think she just doesn't feel like herself. No. And now she doesn't have her support system. Yeah, she's kind of yeah. off. And so, it makes yeah, me yeah, wonder if she did have Stars Hollow to hang out in yeah. for the summer, she probably would have been more comfortable. She, she would have been able to do some community service yeah. for Taylor or right? for. You know, moving the the cows from clean, and then like everything's fine. Right, it would have been a whole lot easier than trying to adapt to this new system of the DAR with all the rules and regulations. And so apparently, you have to wear your hair in a bun when you're in the (laughs) DAR, I guess, and that's like very stressful. You have to look super boring. I could not wear my hair in a bun. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So then there's dropping out of Yale, and. Again, what, like, Jackie, what consequences do you think people wanted to see for her dropping out of Yale? Do you have any thoughts? Okay, maybe I'm jumping. Yeah, it's okay. I'm jumping to when she goes back. Yeah, well, it's all intertwined. Into Yale, but it's, like, it's too easy when she goes back. Yes. And it's very, like, you know, Rory just has to do a few things, like harass a teacher and take extra classes, but... Like freshman mm-hmm. year, she couldn't handle five classes and suddenly she's handling right. how many classes plus being editor of the paper plus, you know, whatever. So it does seem very, very easy for her. Yeah. And we don't get like all the details of what's happening and she can just move in with Paris like, oh, yeah, you have right. an extra room. Like everything's just like kind of right. easy. Kind of falls into place. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do see her hustle for a few things like mm-hmm. um, that internship at the Stanford Gazette. 
which, which we never see her go to know, ever I'm again. I'm so bummed about that because I missed love opportunity. all those scenes where she's like hustling yeah. for that position. Those are I fun. I think they're really cute. Yeah. And then it's just And she had gone. a good rapport with she that did, actor like, there. Like, yeah, the, yes. The director the at the end. The boss. boss. Yeah. They had a good rapport. Yeah. He was funny. He was, was very funny. Gilmore Girls-ish. Totally. And yeah. the receptionist, love her. Yeah, they could have done more with them. I right? wonder why they didn't go down that path more. Get off. Get the Stanford Gazette back. Right. Stanford Eagle Gazette. Here we come. <laughs> Are you listening, Stanford? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, we do one thing she has to do when she returns is go to the therapist. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad that and since you're Ooh, a, a therapist worker. and social worker it. by by trade, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you appreciate that. And of course, you know, Lorelai had to poke fun at it, but totally. I'm glad we at least get to see, even though that scene is so annoying <laughs> to me, I can't stand Rory's meltdown. I, I know think I'm that not you're alone. in the majority. Yeah, I'm just watching her cry. It's like so irritating. Um, not as a character, but as the actor, I just felt like it was, I'm sorry. I love you, Alexis Bledel, yeah. but like that scene just wasn't. Just like crying well. and hugging or like not her thing. As no, actress. they're not. <laughs> Just please stop hugging. Although I like that she, this is a tangent, but I like that she's an awkward hugger. When she hugs Luke and when she hugs. It's hard for me. Richard, you know, like taller men. Yeah. It's so yeah. awkward, but I feel like that's Rory. Every, she I mean, be an it awkward is. hugger. I know. I was like, is this a character thing or is I, this I like the actress? Yeah, I, I think know. we're going to talk about that seven tangent. more times. Right. <laughs> but so we see a little bit of the therapist, um, we see her talking about uh, taking on more classes, as you said. But you know what I would have loved? And this is where we could have had more natural consequences. Mm-hmm. Is the summer between her junior year and her senior year mm. is when Logan is has gone to London. Okay, right. And when he leaves, she's just kind of sad and she's moping around with nothing to do. It's right. like, girl, you would have needed to take some summer classes. Totally. To make up for the semester that you missed totally and she's yes. not taking any summer classes that we know of. yes and that's where Lorelai again when Lorelai's kind of checked out to this kind of stuff and Lorelai's just like I'll go to London like right. be with Logan instead right. of being like like you don't need to get how can an inter- we help you get ahead yeah or mm-hmm. take another class right I mean, sorry, but that is a little bit annoying. Um, yeah, that's, that was a major space cadet moment. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, people. Like, and then focus. we see it a little bit. They could have played this out more, but her seniority at the paper. Okay, yeah. At the Yale Daily News, which she's been a reporter on for several years, and they're looking for a new editor-in-chief after Paris's meltdown. And her name is not in the runnings at first. Yeah. And then someone says, what about Gilmore? And yep. she says, well, seniority is an issue. I did miss a little bit of time. And they're like, well, we're so far past that because we yep. haven't had consensus. So that felt to me like the writers were trying to um, make up for why Rory could be the editor. Mm-hmm. They, I think that was just the path. They wanted yeah. her to be the editor right. and have that experience. Um, but they acknowledge, like, mm, she might not have been okay, if this right. was the real world. The real world. But then I'm like, well, did seniority matter? Or did she have enough there that she could have put her name in, but in typical Rory fashion, mm. she doesn't even find out if she's eligible. She just assumes right. and sits back. That's I know true. we're talking about, I guess it, we're talking point, about Jackie. her hustling, but other yeah. times she kind of, more so in Chilton, yeah. sat back a lot. 
Definitely. And didn't pursue and only did pursue a lot of things because of Paris. True. So, so true. this was another one of those times where I was like, get in there, girl. Like, come I on. Know. Like, put your name in. Why are you just sitting there? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was glad in a way that she finally got her name put in. Yeah. Because she didn't even try to find out. No, she didn't. Do you think that was loyalty to Paris or that, as oh, you that said, that she like just that, kind like, of lacks Rory leadership. behavior? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, come on. I think when people talk about like her um, difficulties in her career later on, I think we see that thread throughout. Yes. Like sometimes it pops up like with the Sanford Gazette, like she really goes yep. forward and a lot of times she just sits back. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. How are these two coming together? Yeah. Well, and on social media, people are blaming that on Lorelai. That okay. Maybe if she had had more discipline as a teenager, her she books wouldn't taken have away. been so unfocused as an oh, adult. Right. If she had the books taken away, if she had the books taken then away, then it would all be solved. <laughs> then she would have been successful, definitely in the, in the revival, and we wouldn't have needed to even have a plot no. about Rory because her life would have been perfect. She wouldn't have slept with Dean either. <laughs> solved everything. Well, that's a really good segue. <laughs> So our next point under this whole not facing any consequences thing is people think that people think that she didn't face any consequences for sleeping with Dean. Are we talking about Dean again? And my we are, (laughs) and we have to, because like my first question again, Jackie is like, what the heck are people? looking for oh, for consequences yeah. do they want her to walk around with a scarlet letter on dude her seriously all the time like i slept with a married yeah. man are yeah. we gonna tattoo yes. it on her forehead i i think that yes so ridiculous. i feel like this is a huge issue with the fact that she is the woman young woman who slept with a married man and people cannot see her suffer enough for this on no. social media. They can't. It's like kind of upsetting. Yeah. I mean, listen, like we can't, you know, say that her choice was was correct. And we talked about right. this last time. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. And young people make mistakes, you know. But like, yeah. yeah, I think this like need to see the young woman suffer is is very upsetting. It is. <laughs> so let's talk about what we actually saw as effects of the action which mm-hmm. is our definition here today of right. consequences so she dictionary. saw like Rory soon after sleeping mm-hmm. with Dean for the first time and the second time <laughs> um sees that Lindsay is still fully invested in this relationship yeah she sees her at the butcher trying oh. desperately to make this pot roast whatever yeah. for Dean and it kind of hit her at that moment she was like Okay. She's thinking to herself, probably, my mother was kind of right. Right. They didn't both mutually agree that this was over. Yeah. And, and crap. kind of. Like, what I did was wrong. So, yeah. I'm going to remove myself from the equation. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go to Europe with my grandmother, which some could say is kind of a chicken move. But I think that was Rory saying... Sure. I need to just like get out of Dodge for a little while and let these two figure out their young marriage. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that moment when she sees Lindsay at the butcher. Mm. And and also not only is she maybe thinking her mother was right, but like, wow, like Dean really didn't tell me the truth. Yeah. Because Dean tells her that they both know it's over. Right. And then Lindsay's there like desperately trying to make him a good meal. So something's not adding up. It's not. Yeah. And then... And then. Shortly after, when she gets back to town after sending the note, 
she gets yelled at by Lindsay's mother oh in the middle of the town square. Do you think like anyone else has ever been yelled at in the middle of the town <laughs> square? I mean, only Kirk, right? By Taylor, <laughs> by Taylor. for the most part. Or by, that was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, this would be like, this would be big news. I feel this like. would be huge news. And I do think that the town would have gossiped about it a whole lot more totally. than they did. Like, we don't see Miss Patty or Babette talking about, right, what yeah. happened with Rory getting yelled at or with no. Dean and Lindsay fighting and throwing windows out the, right? I'm sorry, throwing <laughs> clothes <laughs> throwing out, out the window. Know. Suki sees it and kind of gossips about it. Um, but we don't yeah. see the usual gossips talking right. about it. Like, are Miss Patty and Babette really that loyal no. to Lorelai and Rory that they, they're they not going to gossip about it? I and there's got to be, so. like, how many other people who saw that? Yeah. Not to mention, like, the number of young people who know exactly. her, who know Lindsay Dean. Yeah. This would be, like, big news. And even so. if they didn't hear every word Lindsay's mother yeah. said, they would have been able to infer it. Totally. From the context. And then it would go around. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I think there would have been more discomfort mm-hmm. for Rory being in town. Yeah. And knowing that everybody knew. Agreed. And then we see there are some other effects of her sleeping with Dean. Yeah. I mean, her mom doesn't approve. No. She rarely has Lorelai's disapproval. Right. And that's happening here. So she has to sit with that and be a little bit uncomfortable in that. That's right. So we <laughs> see her run to Lane and whose reaction is also interesting. Oh. What do you think about Lane's reaction? Okay. Here's what I think about Lane's reaction. Like, I think it's a very sweet, young, best friend reaction. Yeah. To, to just like support her friend right. no and kind of like go along and yeah. then be like oh right yeah he's married he's right. married yeah, yeah. But she lets rory bring it up she does yeah. i think it's like really i agree cute. with you i think she's trying to be really hard to be a good friend yes. and not judge rory before yes. knowing all the details uh-huh. and then she's like can you please go talk to your mother <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what to say about this. Right. <laughs> right. She can't even handle it. No. So again, here's a moment where Rory doesn't really have anyone to talk no. to about it. Um, I mean, I feel like she really could have talked to her mother. She just, like you said, was like so uncomfortable with her mother's disapproval because mm-hmm. it was so rare. And maybe, I mean, part of that was like her own shame. Mm-hmm. Which is another consequence, you know. It is. I think she had shame and that shows up in the way that she tells or doesn't tell people about the fact that she and Dean eventually get back together and they're trying it again. Yeah. So do you remember, well, first of all, we have Richard and Emily who are <laughs> extremely unpleased <laughs> by hearing that she's back together with Dean. And that's what leads to the whole male Yale party. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> they, they invite all their friends who have, you know, eligible yeah. sons to come to the house and meet their granddaughter. They put a lot of effort into yeah. not liking her relationship with Dean. I was and all doing about that, things like, to fix it. That Campbell's soup guy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you date him? <laughs> yeah, he was great. <laughs> and then we see this also in the way that she doesn't really tell Paris or Marty until she kind of has to. Yeah. Like she doesn't <laughs> tell Paris until Dean's walking in the door. You know, she's basically like, oh, I'm having Dean over. Paris is like, what's going on? Yeah. Again, I mean, I feel like she just like doesn't tell Paris important things. Agreed. You know, 
it's Paris and she's just gonna give her pills from the bottom of her bag I so know. You know? like they're roommates <laughs> I know right? she's not gonna tell her I'm dating Dean yeah again? this guy's coming over I think Here she didn't want to get into Paris's Paris would have peppered her with questions like, she definitely would isn't have. he the one who got married yeah. oh shocking that didn't work out right <laughs> so, so yeah Rory didn't want to deal with it but still uh, and then she doesn't Marty. really mm. tell Marty until they've broken up I just saw this as like is this a little bit of guilt and shame popping up as a consequence of sleeping with yeah, Dean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely. I'm sure she's very uncomfortable. She knows it was wrong. She doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I think that Rory isn't the type of person who needs a ton of punishments to be doled out to her. She is already very hard on herself. Mm. She has a strong inner critic. We see this through high school. We see it when she misses Lorelai's graduation because she went to New York right. she wants to punish herself she names yeah. all of these punishments she thought of on the way home <laughs> because she's already hard on herself Lorelai in my opinion already knows this and that's part of why she doesn't quote unquote punish oh, her yeah. by taking away things or grounding her because she knows Rory's point. thinking about it and she would rather be the kind of parent that's going to work through it together, talk about why things went awry and how Rory's doing, which yeah. isn't something yeah. her parents ever wanted to do. Lorelai read all those gentle parenting books. <laughs> Obviously, that's how she spent <laughs> her early days. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to the next. All right, so our last point, why everyone hates Rory. This is one we, it's like a theory that we came up with. <laughs> because she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we've been Let dancing around this the whole <laughs> we time. Totally, we really have. But um, we have analyzed this and talked about it in our own conversations over the years. Yeah. And especially lately as we're looking through social media and all the points that we've brought up to this moment. So when we're looking at all these... I think we've been talking about like what are society's expectations of girls? Yeah. How do they differ from those of boys? Mm-hmm. And are they too high? And I think we just wanted to analyze, like, take some time and really break that down so that when we're looking at someone other than Rory, looking at women, mm-hmm. we can analyze our own thoughts and opinions. Just like take a step back and think about why yep. we're having those critiques. So when I was going through some of the criticisms, um, this is what I found that people said, that um, she used to put others' happiness before her own, Mm. and now she was selfish. Mm, They don't like that. No. People Mm. don't love a selfish No, we like when women (laughs) and girls put other needs before their own. That's right. Mm. And there was a lot of... um, stuff about her behavior and how she had been like in Chilton she had been more behaved had been like kind and a rule Mm -hmm. follower Mm -hmm. a lot of these descriptive words we use for women yeah girls and that a lot of this changed when as she aged throughout the series and a lot of this is in relationship to how she responds to like the men in her life Mm-hmm. So I actually lifted some quotes from people <laughs> um, that just like stood out to me. Yeah, let's hear them. So one of them was that she forced Dean and Jess to be friends. 
<laughs> after their breakup. And I was like, it's just silly. Wow. Like that's a lot of power right? that this like teen Rory had to force these two boys to be friends. First of all, it's wrong. <laughs> they were never friends. Correct. Okay. And they have their own free will. They do. And make choices. Yes. So like she couldn't force them to do anything they didn't no. want to do. No. So I think it's just like fascinating that we put this on right. her. Right. Um, so that it's this idea that like when men do something, it's because of a woman. Yeah. And like men can't control themselves um, when a woman. This is around. like everyone blaming everything Tom Brady does on Giselle. <laughs> Thank you. Like, really? Oh, it's Tom her Brady? the way the reason he's eating the way he does. Sure, sure, or the, sure. the reason he's retiring. Oh, yeah. the man has no free will. No, none. Now all the Pats fans are gonna get after we're me. In, we're in so much we're, trouble. We're, I'm like the heck sweating now. For. Just don't let me talk about like Adam and Eve. Okay. So and then <laughs> cheating on Logan with Jess. And this yeah. comes up a lot. And I was like, wait what i was so confused yeah i was like when did she cheat with jess and people are referring to this that kiss right. in pennsylvania do you consider that, like, that cheating jackie kiss. so apparently no. i don't because <laughs> i was like right wait, what no same when i heard somebody say like well she's cheated on every boyfriend yes. she's ever had i was like what yeah i like, wow. I, for- I kind of forgot about this yeah too. and yeah. there's like this i think there's just this like strong need to define her as a cheater yes and then in order to like fully form this identity yes. right we need to have her have cheated on every boyfriend right in order to put her into that box mm-hmm. so this like shame her. little kiss it was just like yeah. listen She just had a moment. She always loved Jess, you Mm -hmm. know, and she was super mad at Logan. Very mad. He had just slept with all the bridesmaids. She was still recovering from that. She was. And so, like, we forget that. You could almost argue that they were not even fully back together at that point. Because, like, she hadn't accepted him back into her her life. Yeah. But go ahead. So, yeah, no, exactly. So I find that one, like, really reaching. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... When Jess pops back up at the grandparents' house, yeah. all of a sudden he's written the book. Yeah. And they're about to go out to dinner. And then, like, Logan shows up right. in fine form, just, like, in his right. most jerky <laughs> self <blonde> possible. <laughs> I've heard people describe that as, you know, she didn't tell Logan that she was having dinner with Jess and Who blindsided cares? him. Oh, please. That feels a little immature to me. And then just, like... That she was childish after finding out about um, Logan cheating with the bridesmaids. Um, like, I don't know what she was supposed to do or how she was supposed to act. I think that no one knows how they're supposed to act after that. Right. And she I was trying to figure that out. I would have been upset about the four bridesmaids mess- yeah. <laughs> messing around with my boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. So those are, like, just a few examples that I think, um, you know, people just tend to be, like, so hard on how females are supposed to act yeah and they're sort of like always supposed to know the exact way to act Mm -hmm. they're supposed to make everyone around them feel really comfortable especially the men yes and if they don't and if they're not like really quiet and demure about it Mm -hmm. then we're gonna criticize the heck out of them totally we see that too with someone said she dragged Dean's heart through the mud while she flirted with Jess and that she should be kind of, you know, punished for that or she's a terrible person because of that. And as you said, it doesn't allow her any room to have these feelings that she doesn't know where they're coming from, to have this complexity of, oh my gosh, can I really have 
feelings for two different boys at one time. <laughs> like, yeah, you can. Yeah, it happens right. to people. Yeah. And, you know, did she treat him fairly all the time? No, mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm. But also she was a teenager and yep. you can't really control that much That's who right. you like. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she was learning that about life and about yes. herself. But yeah, we don't want to grant her mm-hmm. this space to kind of deal with those emotions and those weird conflicting yeah. feelings to be like a complex person like you said yeah so i heard exactly what to do be a perfect little good girl right and then we'll be happy while watching the show i don't know i know it feels like a boring show to me they want her they want her to be they want her to be her her pure enneagram one that's ooh, which oh. we'll talk about more on What's another an enneagram, day but Catherine? she's <laughs> we're gonna get into this later i'm not an expert but i can tell you she's a one the whole like it. rule follower thing <laughs> wanting to be good all of that uh we see that in her high school years and then yeah i think people are kind of ticked off when she yeah. doesn't stick with that yes all the time but that's a boring story mm-hmm. and then you know another um criticism that i heard and as a parent this one concerned me was that Rory had a crutch to lean on after every stumble. And I was like, damn. I mean, like. Right. So. Do humans not deserve <laughs> to have people like a support. community behind them? And if you do, you are, you know, if you are lucky enough to have family and community. Some people don't. Okay. Yes. Right. It is a privilege to have these things. Totally. She did. Right. So and she had more than most people yeah, she in did. terms of like yes. wealth and familial exactly. support. Yeah. Yes. There is nothing wrong with having supports as a child. That's what like, isn't that what society is doing is trying to support children in their development. What is a crutch? I know. I, you know, I'd prefer to look at that and turn, turn that term around crutch as support. Mm -hmm. And I just would love for people who say that to think about like what they mean when they say crutch. Like why is that uncomfortable for people to look at someone who has support? Now, again, I understand Sometimes she did. We talked about her privilege and mm-hmm. all of those things. But when we have support, isn't that okay when people make a mistake and then learn from it? Like, isn't that actually yeah. just life? Right. It feels like a very pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of mentality. Mm. Like something yeah. that Mitchum would say. Right? It's, it's a little funny for me. Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. Um, and I actually was thinking about this in terms of like Rory versus Logan. Yeah. So if yeah. we're harder on girls than boys. Right. I was just thinking about like Logan's history in terms of having a crutch. Seriously. And so he's like bragging about getting kicked out of multiple boarding schools. Groton, yep. St. Mark's, Rivers, Andover. Right. And everyone thinks this is hilarious. This is great. Christopher loves him because of it. Yeah. But you're right. Logan treated it like a playground. He treated his his wealth and his family like a game, like a playground. I'm going to have fun. Yes. I do have them to fall back on after I stumble many times without consequences if we want to get into that. But because Rory was traditionally responsible, somehow we are shaming her for having some close friends and family to go to in times of need. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even though the way that she grew up really was a little bit more challenging and maybe she didn't have as many supports initially in terms of like wealth and those types of Mm -hmm. things. A father. A father. Yeah. As big of a support system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we obviously look at, you know, the way that 
girls and boys walk through the world a little bit differently. I think we give a lot of like when boys mess up, it's funny, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hilarious. You know, I was thinking back to the episode. Yeah. Like when, um, Colin and Finn are having that loser off. It's, um, wait, I actually wrote it down. Oh, season six, episode one, the new and improved Lorelai. Um, mm. so this is like at Rory's party after oh, she's yeah, like the jailbird jail. party the jailbird where they all dress in black and white. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Colin and Finn are having this loser off to determine the king of the sloths. Oh and yeah. We were just talking about like how little they've done while they've been mm-hmm. at Yale, which is just, again, Dude, like, Jackie, I feel like that like, was the history of my college experience. <gasps> really? To <laughs> oh. tell. <laughs> we get hate for this. Don't I'm say not where you name went. it, right? <laughs> I went to a liberal arts college in New England, not an Ivy League, but I'm not going to name it. But <laughs> I felt like every, not every, okay, mm-hmm. I won't generalize okay. that much. I met a lot of white young men mm-hmm. who bragged about not doing any work mm-hmm. and partied a lot. And all got jobs in finance after Snooze. college and like <laughs> made a bunch of money. Not Snooze. everybody. Okay. But a lot of people. <laughs> they were kind of Logans. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's old. It's tiresome. It is. And then, but we all sit here and like judge Rory for not being perfect and for not having enough consequences mm-hmm. and for having crutches. And, but we're just laughing at Colin and Finn mm-hmm. and they're and Logan, so cute. It's just fun. Logan, they're so cute. Yeah. Um, so I just couldn't help, but like, I just felt like we really had to talk about that yeah. in this episode. So I think we've been kind of Rory defenders a little bit yeah. here today. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more complicated than that. It's more more nuanced. But I'll tell you there. So the things that everyone is shaming her about are not necessarily the thing. The same things that I find problems (laughs) with Rory. What do you find problems? Well, a couple. There are really only a couple moments where she really, really bugs me. I already told you the therapist breakdown. But that was just kind of, I don't know. The crying. A moment of bad (laughs) acting among many, many moments of good acting. Um. I cannot stand when she goes to the Asher Fleming reading when Paris is already dating him and she makes a snide comment to Fleming afterwards and says like, oh, the redhead has fat thighs. Oh, yeah. Ew. I was like, ew. Yeah, that was, it was like so weird. The writers were trying to make her funny and cutting yes. almost yes. In, in the image of Lorelai. Yes. And it didn't work for her character. No. At all. Mm-mm, agree. Um, so I hate that line, not only because it's fat phobic, but because it's just like out of character. Yeah. And the same thing with, oh yeah, when she's mean to his granddaughter in the hospital, Asher Fleming's yeah, granddaughter. That was weird. She gives her this big attitude right away. Yeah. Almost they're trying to show like, oh, she's being protective of Paris. Right. And but she's really just assuming that any young woman that walks into the hospital is sleeping with him. Right. So it was, yes. that was kind of gross. Yep. And then how she acted with the priest in season, I think, six. Or yeah. When she's living with her grandparents. When she's living with her grandparents mm-hmm. and they invite the priest over, which is kind of funny. Is funny. You know, they think she's having sex. Right. She is. But <laughs> she he doesn't know that. <laughs> and she's like, have you seen the 40 year old virgin? I think you'd really like that. Yeah. Again, like, it feels again, like a like Lorelai line. It does. Mm-hmm. 
And they might have even work. written it a little bit different for Lorelai. It just did not work on mm-hmm. Rory. Okay, so I those are my moments that I cannot stand her. How about you? Do you have I any? I like those. I'm going back to my same loser off story. Yeah. Um, but right after like Colin and Finn are doing their loser off and then Rory's talking to Logan about how she's going to basically do the same thing. And I feel like she's right. all puffed up acting like trying to emulate Logan. Yes. Like how like Logan she's trying sound. to fit into yes. that crowd. And it's like so uncomfortable. It is. And it's so not Rory. And it I'm isn't. just like, tr- stop trying to pretend you're. Mm-hmm. something else and I feel like when Logan's hearing it he feels the same way and he's just yes. like shaking his head like that's one of his most no, redeeming moments really at that is. at that time is like he recognizes this isn't you yeah like, he's no. like I I saw you smelling books before <laughs> of course he's not the one who says that we know who does but we'll get back to that yes okay before we wrap up this is a segment we call you got tossied just like the scent of Tatsy's perfume just never quite leaves your clothes or your hair. Gilmore Girls never leaves our brains. I find myself thinking about it all the time. So let's talk about how Gilmore Girls showed up in our real lives this week. How about oh you, Jack? Gosh. I was actually at a, a pro hockey game. Um, oh, yeah. That I don't really attend very often, but <laughs> I was sitting there and I'm like, wait, is this quarters or periods? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm Kirk. <laughs> I think I Did said they throw it, like, you out. out? Yeah, I know. I think I said it out loud to my husband. I was like, I'm Kirk. I don't know. I need to look it up. Um, but also, I love that episode because in that one, they actually play mm. the West Hartford. Yes. Podcast, which is near and dear to our hearts. It sure is. Girls, so. And that's not the only West Hartford reference. I know, right? Do you remember the second one? Yeah, isn't it when they play the bar mitzvah when yes. um, the band plays that? Like, yes. Yeah. Love that. Tatsy. When did you get Tatsied? Yeah, I have had so many in the last week. I keep mentioning <laughs> them to my husband and daughter, and they just stare back at me with blank faces. No, but it's okay. That's why we're here. Um, so there was an episode of Ted Lasso that I watched this week, and um, this is you know by the time you all are hearing this episode, it'll be a little bit past. I, I promise <laughs> this is not a spoiler. Okay, all right. for those of you who are still watching it, you can listen. Because but I'm if you're like it. as freaked out as me about spoilers, feel free to. You can just turn it off now. <laughs> Um, I swear it's not, though. There were two things in the episode that were so close to Gilmore. One was Ted had this moment where I think he was talking to Coach Beard, and he said, you know, I kind of realize it's their team, meaning the fans' team. We're just borrowing it for a little while. Okay. Do you remember when Lorelai said that to Suki about the inn? She said, I don't know. It's kind of like yes. we're a part of its life, That's right. not the other way around. <gasps> nice That's like deep cut. Wow. That's why we're here, Jack. Nice. <laughs> that's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> so that one, I was like, oh, that's very Gilmore Girls. So and then good. the second one, okay, Keely is in a romantic relationship with someone. I'm not going to say who. Okay. And this person floods Keely's office with daisies. Yeah, yes. Like, this is Max Medina. That's right. That totally. Is there a writer on staff at Ted Lasso maybe. that crossed over with Gil- I should have looked that up. The or maybe they're not pretty, though. No, you know I think they were kind of wilty on purpose. I know. I think so, too. Yeah. But anyway, we won't, we won't say anymore. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a big Ted Lasso fan, tell us. Yes, yeah. definitely. So anyway, thank you all for joining us this week. Yeah, we want to know your thoughts about this episode. So come hang out with us on Instagram at Gabbing Gilmore. That's two G's in the middle. And be sure to tell us what you think. 
And of course, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time. Cabra boom. Mm-hmm.